0: Hello and welcome to the Chiltern Velo Cycling Podcast.
1: Chil- uh, what? what happened to Vellacino?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, today is a different day.
1: I, I, I ironed it and everything.
0: No, no I ironed it. No, actually, <laughs> actually, actually, Hannah, I, actually, <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> I
1: ironed it. Before. turned up in a much lesser, slightly faded version and Nils looks at me.
0: No, but any, anyway, so um, yeah, today is a, is a massive event at our friends at Chiltern Velo, um, yeah. together with Amazon Cycling Club. Um, they have some, well you might have seen uh, already if you see the, um, the, the video um, th- some, some really iconic figures from the cycling scene uh, that rode with them today, we have like Ed Clancy and Jesse Yates and uh, so we thought today we just rebrand ourselves to Chiltern Villow Cycling Podcast. Um, first of all, welcome to the show Ed Clancy, welcome Jesse.
2: Well,
3: Thanks for having us, hey, happy to be here sun's out, sat on a hay bale, what more could you want?
0: Uh, food, it's okay. down there. We food. There, yeah. <laughs> For <laughs> the sake of the podcast, I'll wait. Oh, that's so good. Uh, today we have an event here, as I mentioned, at, the, at Chilton Velo. Yeah. Do we actually know what it is about? Otherwise we just have to get someone in. Uh, Rob, do you want to just come over? come over? Yeah. Sarah, do you want to join us? So, so Rob, tell us uh, what is this all about. So
3: today we just uh, teamed up with our local club uh, to have a big barbecue and a, f- uh, a fun day out really for for the family and the, all the all the cyclists here. Uh, it's our first sort of trial one, and as you can see by looking around, it's gone really well. Yeah. Uh, with the help of Sarah, who's the manager here, um, and we've also had a uh, off-the-cuff um, charity ride coming from. Uh, rugby school up up north going to Twickenham and then going on to the south of France and it was one of their stops here they asked us last minute last night so we've catered for 50-60 of them plus a few running repairs Um, so yeah we've just got to look around and just see all the work that me and Sarah put into this to make it so successful today.
0: That's crazy. And uh, so what, Sarah, you as a coffee shop manager, basically, yeah. what does, what makes Chiltern Willow so special? I mean, we know it all, but what would you say? Well,
1: I think where we are in the Chilterns, we're in a beautiful spot. It's just gorgeous. You come, come through the cafe, you come out to the back onto the, uh, the terrace and you look around and it's just stunning. You're surrounded in, in countryside surrounded by sheep and everything. And I think we've got a great team here. We've got a really good friendly team of guys that work here and they love it. They really enjoy it. And I think that's what I as manager want to get from them as well. I want us to enjoy it and, and they want to come to work and enjoy it and they do. So, yeah, we have we have a great time as well as providing yeah. a good service, I think, to our customers as well.
0: You said something there and that might be actually the title for the show today. Uh, Surrounded by sheep. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could do a few bars as well.
0: <laughs> um, okay, go on then. Oh, fantastic. That's Thank that's you so much. <laughs> Yeah, I think we just go back to, um, thank you so much, uh, Rob and Sarah. So, Thanks for
1: having us today as
0: well, guys. Oh, definitely. Thank you so much. Um, so basically, where Chiltern Willow is located, if you, if you don't know, it's just basically, uh, an hour north of London, I would say. Um, so easy accessible. You just take the train or the tube to Chesham and then cycle up. It's like about like 20 minutes, I think, from. Don't there. mention that it's up. Huh?
1: Don't mention that
0: up. A uh, straight. Up. flat. Down. Yeah. Down. Anyway, so let's well, go back um, to to our guests today. So first of all, thank you so much for like really taking the time to chat to us. It's, it really means a lot. And uh, yeah, I, I have so many questions. Um, Gemma, do you do you know already what you want to ask? No idea. No idea. Okay, cool. I start then. So first of all, I I start with Ed, and I don't know if I got this all all right, but I think you're like a seven-time world champion and a three-time Olympian. That Sounds about right, yeah, and then plus the three times Olympians, you also have, I think, locked down the fastest ever British time to qualify for a next round, and this was just before your retirement in Tokyo, right? Yeah, in the before,
3: wasn't there I don't know about that. Tokyo didn't go well in general, but I think I've broken a team pursuit world record six yeah. or seven times, on usually on the way to those three Olympic gold medals, wow. but I no, I don't think we did anything right in Tokyo.
0: <laughs> but I did retire there. That is that is correct. I yeah. have a couple of questions about that uh, actually in a minute. And then uh, let's go to Jesse. So Jesse, yeah. so just the surname carries quite a lot of weight in the cycling industry, especially also, not not just especially, but also in addition to what happened yesterday at the Tour de France with like the other Yates brothers, yeah. Simon and Adam basically doing one and two. But just to clear this one thing up, Stay, you are not brothers.
2: No, we're not related, no.
0: So, there is, um, I think if I get this right, and I I really hope ChatGPT didn't let me down here. <laughs> so, you and Liam are the sons of Sean. Yeah. Who also himself, like a a, a massive cycling figure from from the past and still currently uh, involved in all, all things cycling. And then the other ones are basically just carrying the same name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, because that was something in my preparation. Where I'm like, oh my goodness, I will, I will screw that up.
2: Oh. <laughs> I actually remember one of them. I can't remember if it was Adam or Simon. They actually used to have in their Twitter bio, uh, not related to Sean Yates. Oh really? I'm not sure if it's still the same because I think they have maybe progressed a bit in their careers. But one of them used to have that in their bio yeah, on Twitter. Okay.
0: Absolutely amazing. Seriously. When
1: they came on the scene, they were always they're like, "Well, oh, Sean Yates, Sean Yates, Sean Yates," yeah. and now like Jesse's having to answer those similar He's questions. Like, <laughs> about no, those I'm, two.
0: I'm, I'm not Simon. I'm I'm not Adam. And, um, I'm not, none of them. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a popular name. I'm not, I'm, I'm not from England, right? Well, I am now, but...
3: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: I can say reasonably, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, there's not loads, though. It it not loads, some, like, though, but... Strange <laughs> yeah, cycling heritage and genetics go back to ye old England times. Maybe there was, like, a Neanderthalian,
0: or so, it was, like, very strong... Yeah, yeah m- maybe, yeah. Yeah, warrior, warrior's name. Neanderthal. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Um, so, yeah, you... As you mentioned earlier with Rob and stuff, uh, you are here because of this event, which is like, um, also like supported by like, comes Um So, I don't know where to start, like, did you go riding with, with a group this morning? I think you... Yeah, we went out riding with the groups and separate
2: groups. Um...
1: There's a lot of them, huh? Yeah. yeah. How big was your group?
2: Our group? we. We're... The reason we had 12, and then we split into two groups of six, just to manage the traffic a bit better.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, there's a lot of riders in the club, I think. Yeah.
1: Have you ridden around here?
2: I've done a little bit of riding around here for work. If I do work up this way, I normally stay right, in a hotel nearby.
1: Did they take you up the Krong? Krong? Isn't that what it's called? Yeah.
2: Uh, maybe, yeah. I went up a couple of hard ones. There are some steep lines there. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I think they did that on purpose. Have you not? been in this area before?
3: Yeah, I'm sure I've done the Tour of Britain when it came up some uh, terrible short, punchy climbs round here. Yeah, just bike races. Well, is it um, the Archer Grand Prix or Rydale from years gone by? Uh, nobody else here would have been born in time, but no, uh, there used to be a lot of good bike races around
0: here. Yeah, yeah, Tour of Britain was always a bummer because uh, they always ruined my KOMs. But <laughs> 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 uh, no, um, I think I, I I had one I had one KO in the area when it was Venice Little Sprint. I was very proud of that. Did Uh, you make it? No, I would not not be creative enough to come up with a name anyways, so, did you like it? How was was the area?
2: Yeah, it's good. Super nice area. Um, Yeah, I think it's a really nice place to ride. It's quite in a bit, it's a bit of a pocket between, you know, any big cities, Yeah. so there's not really much, you know, there's no big cities you need to cross through or traffic-wise, so it's quite nice. quite similar to where I'm from, really. Where are you from, from? I'm from East Sussex, so I'm like in between Bryson and London. So it's a nice area to ride in between, you know.
0: Quite a similar people. setup, I guess, like um if you're in London you can just basically hop on a yeah. train and you're relatively quick in an area that doesn't look anywhere ne- near London. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm
2: straight onto the Ashdown Forest. Yeah. That's oh, where I yeah. live. So perfect for riding, which is the same where in ninety four the tour came over the Ashdown.
3: Great. Um really nice. Yeah. It's nice round here, isn't it? And this. Amersham Road Cycling Club. I think we had 120 riders. They're massive. Yeah, hundred and fifty <laughs> members. Yeah, 120 Shit. of them out today. Yeah, we
0: have ten. <laughs> no, we had we had thirty ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really
1: hard. I mean, running a club. Neil's and I said this earlier just before we joined. Running a club and wow. members and everything that comes with that, and most people are doing it voluntarily. They have day jobs as well. Yeah. It's tough. It's a tough gig. Yeah, really. um, so I I don't know there must be a few of them, but doing it, being chairman, being secretary, being treasurer, organizing group rides, getting people out, it's its hard work, and I absolutely applaud them because they are taking time normally out of their work or home life to do that. And yeah, so, and to put this on as well, to get the riders here, yeah.
3: Crazy. Yeah, well said. I mean, like, there's a lot of people talking about the state of the UK road scene right now, and there's so many people that are happy to point fingers at various organisations or parties, but I think the people that are really doing um, great work are the ones that are just taking it on themselves, not making excuses, and like this club, making it happen for the greater good of cycling. So, yeah, well done to them. Do you
0: know yeah.
1: what they also do? And sorry to keep going on about this, but um, we have a local crit scene, a crit race, bomber, and Bomber, everyone knows it as well. And um, Amersham have been turning up there from, we did some coaching there when they first set it up. So the first few weeks coaching, I was more involved in the women than the guys, but both were there. Um, they turned up they gave it a go some of them did more than give it a go they did really well I remember one guy watched him go around he was doing an absolute amazing job he was having to work hard actually but he finished and he went I oh, just loved it just and I don't think he'd done it before yep. and it was part of Amisham I know it was I saw the kit and he just loved it so not only as a club and I, I genuinely don't actually know any of them apart from this they're obviously doing really well to support this stuff and going out there and doing local races and just yep. Yeah, it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, I think, so what I learned when I was involved in club sports back in Germany was not so, I think it was canoeing, but it was most of the time before pointing fingers at anyone else, Pointed at yourself, do you do enough actually to get this stuff going? And uh, I think, yeah, I think we all have to maybe, especially after COVID it felt, it felt, you know, like that for a lot of people that just fell out of love with cycling during COVID, it, it was like a boost and then afterwards, boom, I felt, but yeah. Yeah,
3: I agree, I mean like uh, over in this country I think we had like a massive influx of um, interest in the sport following 2012, the home Olympics, Brad the tour and it, just, it took off, it went crazy, we had five or six UK-based teams with big budgets, you yeah. know, pushing a million pound plus and you know, it's all kind of gone as quick as it came but yeah, I feel a bit of a resurgence coming, like you said, we've had coronavirus uh, we 've had this little financial crisis that yeah. we 're still in the middle of now, but I think the
0: the future's pretty bright, so if we can hang in there a little bit longer <laughs> there 's a question actually out of this yeah. as a former Olympian, do you feel pressure on your shoulder to keeping this spirit alive to keep the legacy alive? Is there any pressure um, I certainly felt pressure as a rider there 's yeah. no doubt about that you
3: know you know we've all raced bikes here and we all know what it's like to line up on the start line you're not just riding for yourself you're riding for (laughs) your team but on the olympics you're kind of riding for your country and you're trying to compress four years of work into four minutes and you know that comes with a lot of pressure do i feel the pressure now to kind of keep the olympic legacy alive um no not really not not really i'm more than happy to promote cycling fitness health uh, mental health people getting out on bikes and doing 110k rides on Sunday morning What? A, there's no better way to waste your Sunday than this in my opinion honestly I love it yeah yeah you know racing aside I just I love bikes as leisure transport racing all of it so from that point of view I'm always going to be happy to promote cycling and sport in general but I don't necessarily feel the pressure so much probably because you felt an awful lot of it as a, an athlete and now it's just kind of nice now the pressure's on Pidcock's shoulders.
1: <laughs> I'd like to hear that, That and maybe not all ex-pros are like this, that you've still got this love for it, and you're like, right. I still want to ride my bike. Yeah. I still want to ride my bike. That's got to be a good way to end a, a, a career. still want to do yeah,
3: yeah. it. I, I don't miss being a cyclist, professional cyclist, but th- th- honestly, the best thing about retiring is that you can turn up on a ride like today I don't care what I'm eating I don't care what I'm drinking I don't care what my legs feel I don't have a power crank or heart rate monitor I just like (laughs) riding around with the team and like racing the local legends up the hills and having a bit of a lead out for the cafe at the end and I don't care how I feel I don't care where I finish and you know riding the bike is the best thing in my life honestly it's like being a kid again apart from I'm 40 now
0: but there's I I, I definitely want to get back into that like I have a a couple of follow-up questions there but um I just wanted to talk to Jesse about one thing. So Jesse has uh, got the pressure. <laughs> yeah, well so I, I saw a really good Instagram post and I, I actually uh showed to my wife this morning and she's like, Wow, that's strong. And um it was a picture of you and your dad in in the in an elevator. Oh yeah,
3: for track there, yeah.
0: Yeah, so and he's like, I'm in the right spot now. And then you you mentioned that uh, I mean you, you have already like also like double your toes into like racing with race teams in the traditional sense. Like you would race for wins. Yeah um and in this post you said something in the line of um you you told your dad that i'm just cycling actually to make you proud or something and then yeah. he said like are oh, you are stupid by the way you can swear in this
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah i remember that is we had a we had a fight and basically i you know when you're having a fight you look for things to you know get the other person yeah. and i thought i kind of thought in my head um Oh, I mean, just a You put that poster after you had a fight. Yeah, the, this fight was, you know, this has got to be maybe eight years ago. Yeah. Or might be ongoing. Right? Or like ages ago. <laughs> but what was I trying to do? I basically, I was trying to maybe like de-escalate an argument, yeah. and I wanted to show that I cared. Or well, so, so I kind of said, I, I didn't really mean it, but I yeah. said like, I do something for you, you know. Yeah. Um, to like escalate an argument, and he just said, "You know you're f-ing stupid. Um, you know it's is true because yeah. you know you need to do what you want for yourself. And you know when you Sweet. go when you when you go riding, you know no one there. You know no one's going to come and pedal the bike for you. Yeah. You know you need to do it yourself. Um, and it relates to another point when okay. I was like I was quite after Wiggins. I got ill. I got a chronic fatigue in 2019. And." Um, yeah, basically no one, I mean, I don't really listen to any other opinion apart from Sean's anyway. Um, but yeah, no one really believed I was going to be, um, you know, riding into any sort of capacity again. Um, and at that point, you know, kind of like, yeah, no one really believed in me, but you know, I still went out and I wanted to try and train. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's me solely doing it for myself. Um,
0: and I think this is... Like I think why I think this is so powerful is because most people m- most of our listeners won't be ever able to put themselves into your shoes, but also not into the shoes of your dad at the time, yeah, because obviously like Sean Yates is a name is like um is a, is a household name right like if you if you have anything to do with cycling, you have come across a name some at some point in your life, and i can I can just try to imagine how it must feel for for the son to be like but you mean so much for cycling, for the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> like, I clearly have to cycle too, because everybody expects me to do that. Yeah,
2: right. I mean, I only really started riding in 2013, after yeah. the Olympics. So I was part of that boom. Yeah. Before then, I didn't really have much, um, to be honest, I didn't really respect the sport. Yeah. I thought it was a goofy sport. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I used to play, fo- I used to play football. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: he oh. said to <laughs>
2: but then I kind of got, then I kind of, um, yeah, you know, I, did, I stopped playing football and then I, my main goal was just to get fit because I wanted to do a trip to Europe to watch the tour and I had to get over the mountains and I was like 94 kilo, so I had to lose a lot of weight and that's when I started cycling just to get fit Um, and I think I remember I think like during that year another funny point was I remember I stepped out the back door of the house and um, my dad said do you want me to make you into the next Tour de France winner and I was like yeah why not yeah. And that's when I really got into cycling a lot more seriously, and I started racing the year after. Oh no! Nice. Lucky
1: you were good. I mean, I'm, I'm not, not saying I'm but not... you did work very hard. Yeah, I'm way, not giving talents is
2: but you know, you I, I I do I did like put a lot of effort into training.
1: I don't know, talent is made up of a lot of things, isn't it? And part of that talent is probably mindset. And if you didn't have that,
0: I think hard hard work You're right. kicks in. On the days when talent doesn't work, right. yeah. or something like that. Isn't that like you? Oh, guys, burgers yeah. are already in things, so just in case That yeah, is so a great interlude. I, oh, yeah, I love yeah. 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 <laughs> we've got a bit oh. there. Uh, I'd like a few more sec- uh, questions. Um, <laughs> I, no, I
2: really. I was going to say, on my new bike, yeah.
1: you're more talented. I've
2: got this new bike, basically. Yeah. The really <laughs> one. Yeah. The Riley one. Riley, that's obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, my goodness. You're saying, um, you know, when you get the hard moments, yes. on my new bike, I've got. I've got the, um, this saying, it says it's on the bike, it's, it's, uh, HTFU. And it's yeah. got my dad's initials. Hard it stands for harden the fuck up. up. Yeah. yeah. And when things get a bit grippy, you've got to
0: harden the fuck it's, up. That's rule five, by the way, isn't it? Yeah. Well, From the Villaminati, it's uh, rule five.
1: I think, I think, um, I don't know. I no, it I'm is. Just it is. It is.
0: Because you know, every time you go riding, and one of us, like, is getting slow, slower or weaker, somebody's like, neck 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 five. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I was so getting I know really like, like hey.
1: I think your motivations change like yeah. daily on a ride, yeah. different things. But yeah. the the talent, if we're going to call it that or something else, is is being able to pick one of those at yeah. that time and yeah. go with it and be like, I, like yeah. I woke up this morning and I was like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I felt, but different.
1: I was like, oh, no, but I'm riding with. We're going to do this, and it's going to be this for next week. And I can practice a couple yeah. of these things, and that'll do me. And then I had a fab ride. But next week it might be different. It might be like, I can't wait to get home because I'm going to do something. I'm going to go out for this evening. Yeah, I think it's different, and you've got to call on that all the time.
0: Yeah, I think talent is a is is definitely something we could have like a whole episode about. Because yeah. also I remember like back when I did canoeing, I was always quite talented, mm-hmm. but then the moment I became a senior. I was like, oh shit, everybody here is talented (laughs) and is working hard. So there's a circle of people where you only, you get only into the circle if you have the talent and if you work hard and if your body remains fit, I guess, right? It's
1: a lot And they
0: have a question to you and you don't have to answer that. I'm ready. I don't know if you ever got this answer, uh, this question, maybe you, you got, but so I was watching the Olympics and then I heard that, that you retired on the spot. Boom. Yeah. I yeah. think you clocked down the fastest ever time at that time in the, like a, uh, in the velodrome for a British team. Yeah. You retired because of, um, back pain and something else that I can't pronounce. And my question was like, Oh my goodness. Is this, how does he feel? Is this,
3: was it a relief?
0: It's like, <laughs> finally it's out. Like I, I struggle with back pain, it's really difficult. I have achieved what I want to achieve. Mm. I'm done now, I'm not a burden on the team because I, I read somewhere that you said something like that. Mm. Or was it more like, oh shit, but I I, I I can't accomplish what I what I came here for? Yeah, uh, this so big sky view of the situation. Like we've done three successful Olympics, right?
3: Yeah. 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 I had back surgery in 2015 following a crash in a tour of Britain. Yeah. they Really, the last five, six years of my career were kind of like uh, I've struggled on with this back injury, back pain, you know, a lot of the time. I you was know, just kind of managing my training around what my back could cope with. I mm-hmm. had uh, good weeks, I had bad weeks. Somehow we managed to get it together nine months after the back operation mm-hmm. and do the business in Rio. Five years later, thanks to coronavirus, I'm already like getting on. 36 years old, there's some talented young riders coming through. And to be fair, you know, I was in that team on merit. Mm -hmm. There's no free spaces. You know, British Cycling, no Olympic team cares what you have done in the past. You know, we qualified there on merit. I'd earned my, my right to be there in the team. But going back almost 20 years, we kind of knew what we stood for. Mm. Rich Cycling knew what they valued. And I always remember that, you know, Rod Ellingworth always told us that the team's bigger than the individual. Mm. Right. So I'm in a team sport and at that point in time, really the kind of decision was in my court. Mm. No one can tell you how you're feeling. No one can tell you if you're going to get better for the second ride. All I knew is that out of the four guys that lined up for that qualifying round, yeah, we set a new British record and yet we were still in it for a shout in the medals the next day. We only qualified fourth and we didn't do a great ride. Right. And I honestly thought that we could uh, swapped things around and as a team, had a better chance for competing for medals, you yeah. know, putting unknown quality into the team. Right. And I still think that. So that's why I made that decision because I knew that the Great Britain Cycling Team values the team Mm. is greater than the individual, so that it didn't come down to back pain, it didn't come down to um, if I wanted a relief or I wanted the pressure to go or anything like that or any thought of winning or losing or retiring on the spot. It was just a, a decision based on the facts that I thought that we had a better chance of bringing home a medal if I wasn't there. It's really way. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit, it's it's a bit honest as well, I really Yeah, nice. yeah. I, I, am, I have my faults, but I am honest and yeah. and I love that team. Yeah. I love that team and I love the boys in it and I love Great Britain cycling team and it's, it was my family you know for mm. 20 years it gave me everything you know a platform the Olympics a salary and you know I, I'm still involved with British cycling mm. I still work with the research innovation team and develop the bikes and the skin suits and so on but it's not the same you know when you're a rider I kind of lived and breathed that organization yeah and uh I knew that was going to be my last Olympics, Yeah, and it was more important for me that I kind of went down with a degree of like honor and credibility, whether that meant a medal or
0: not. It's really nice. I think a lot of football players would need that actually, because you see like uh, in a traditional team sport actually, yeah. a lot of people just seem to play for themselves. Yeah,
3: I, I agree. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting when I watch like the Netflix series on like Formula One and like yeah. teammates hate each other and there's not yeah. a cohesion in the team, and then you watch the… Um, Netflix series on the Tour de France which everyone's yeah. watching I watched it yeah, yeah. but those guys are like, they'll die for each other you know it's crazy yeah, I do think if you look at like the most successful teams out there yeah. maybe like the New Zealand All Blacks have you read the book yeah. Legacy yeah I mean so like the the the, yeah. the, the highest paid yeah. player on the pitch will yeah. sweep out the locker rooms as will the yeah. directors and all the sponsors and so, um, they kind of they value humility yeah uh, hard work ownership. Nobody looks after them. They look yeah. after them themselves yeah. And I do think the the highest performing teams know what their values are Yeah, and they don't just write it on the wall of a gym. They actually live it. You yeah, know? and for me that was uh, That was me living our team values in the very You spirit. asked me how it felt though and then we went to that it felt shit. Yeah, I can imagine Swallow the sign up, you know to kind of like work that hard for that long yeah. but um, in hindsight
0: I still think it was a, yeah. the right thing to do. It must be this very... It must be very difficult, right? Like um, on the one hand side, you think, well, I'm here because of all also, I, of all the permaris of having won this yeah. so I can contribute it. So if I step back, do I really do good for the... Like, you know, do I really do the right thing for the team yeah. or not? I, I, it must be really like like a balancing act. Like, yeah,
1: You could make the decision yourself. Yeah.
0: Oh, de- definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's great, but thank you so much for answering that. You know, like, like on uh, one more question then. Do you think the Olympics, because they were postponed, came a year too late for you? Yeah, I definitely didn't think it helped. I think, um, hmm. yeah, following the back operation, I was 30, yeah. 30 years
3: old and I kind of recovered remarkably quickly. Yeah. Nobody expected me to get back to yeah. Rio, apart from i guess me and yeah. um, a, a few sort of close people yeah uh, coaches sports scientists kind of never gave up um but you know to be honest things really plateaued mm-hmm. and i sort of struggled and to be honest it's only in retirement that i yeah. have less back pain less yeah. problems sleeping things like that and um yeah yeah, yeah it definitely <laughs> for an aging athlete with um <laughs> A back injury it definitely oh, it didn't,
0: another year. It didn't <laughs> and they, like, there was other teams getting better the yeah. Danish the Italians yeah. they were getting better and better riders well the Danish team was only good because they had like uh, I think duct tape on their legs
3: <laughs> What well, I don't know about that <laughs> it
0: was the only reason yeah
3: well no, I mean the, the, the thing that put us ahead of the competition for a long long time was the whole marginal gains yeah and innovation team and we were not first to the party because yeah. the aerodynamics was invented an awful long time before yeah the great Britain cycling team yeah. became a thing yeah. Yeah. but it put us ahead of the competition and slowly but surely yeah. that gap closed yeah. so there was a few factors that played their part yeah. but I think if the Olympics came in uh, 2019 or 2018 yeah. that would have been bad for me.
0: four. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Um, See I, I
1: genuinely don't know yeah. and this is terrible if you're part of a team or not.
0: No. You can so, ride for Tim Villachino if you want. I
1: didn't think you were. And I was like, you're not part of a team, you're solo. How is it different? They're... We don't know, have you ever been part of a team?
0: Yeah, I've been part of some teams, but it's just not. Wiggins, right?
2: Yeah, I was part of Wiggins. I used to race in France. But stuff. now
1: you're solo, by yourself?
2: Solo. Like, I mean, I don't, there's no way, I mean, I can't get on a team that would support me more then I can be supported by my own sponsor. Yeah. So, does it
0: work with the, the type of racing
1: that you do? Oh, yeah. Who are sponsors?
0: You can mention all the sponsors uh, if you want. Riley, Cam's,
2: because of my day job, but Aiden a sponsored me.
0: Yeah. Sean Yates Coaching,
2: he's the best coach in
0: the world. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: My coach Bi- is quite good. We? we have had him on the podcast.
0: Yeah, but I think this is like a next level. Bike Flex, Rough <laughs> <Ralph> Downings <laughs> gig. Um, 8
2: Byte Co., Mike yeah. Mechanic, really good. Uh SM V say bon Bracket sponsor. Strada handbuilt wheels, yeah. local to me, and Riley in Bryson local to me. Yeah. And all these
0: sponsors together, plus your talent, yeah, just made you w- yeah a top ten finisher.
2: Now I've got my own kit as well. It looks like it looks like I'm a serious, serious team, yeah. team myself. Do you have a sock sponsor? Uh, normally I run Pongo
0: London or LaPole. Oh. Okay, but if you wanted if room, one, yeah. I could, I could, I, I would know someone who could sponsor <laughs> uh, you. And they're quite, know, they're quite, they're quite nice. <laughs>
2: that's what I get normally. Then no, everything else. I mean, I just normally I just run this work
0: stuff myself. Yeah,
2: I haven't got nutrition either, but i got. So we need nutrition. I cake. Sometimes I just eat cake. Are you offering? No, I don't. Have, I, I, well, I can mix you something. <laughs> in the uh, maybe I don't know what I'll do. Maybe next year I'll get someone. Yeah. You're still b-
0: building my profile. So basically, with far less sponsors last year, you were 20th place at the Tracker in Yeah. This year, with more sponsors, you were 8th place. 8th yeah, place. Year we get a lot more serious. So year we it's done. nutrition.
2: The, yeah, definitely. Nutrition this year at Tracker, I actually took seriously. So next year, you win then? I think it would be hard to beat market, <laughs> to be honest. market is yeah. just, you know, he's absolutely absurd, his level. Yeah. But yeah, this year I actually took it serious. I, had S- I was fueling with SIS, yeah. Beta, basically. And I also had a support crew, Sean and my brother. That's so great. I had a pretty good setup, which is why, yeah, I was first Brit, you know, it's the biggest gravel race in Europe. It's the equivalent, equivalent to Unbound in Europe. But so to run eighth place, you know, it's quite a high level. For
0: our listeners that don't know, the trucker in Girona is basically a 360-kilometer um, race on, on gravel. Yeah. Um, it's, it's also a massive heat, right?
2: Yeah, it was pretty hot. You know, it's all types of, types of gravel. I mean, there's that mountain bike single track. You might have to hike a bike. Yeah, um, Yeah. it's not like the kind of hand flat tracks they have in America. Yeah. It's completely different. Like, there's no one tire that you can run because there's so many different bits of terrain. That everything's different. You need to just, yeah.
0: You mentioned your brother earlier. Yeah. It's Liam, right? Yeah, Liam, yeah. So, and he is like, I think his favorite thing to do is, I think, more like transcontinental kind of stuff.
2: Um, kind of. EDA yeah, does he focuses on ultras a lot more. Yeah. He doesn't do the shorter races like I do at the moment because yeah. he doesn't um, like he's not raced yeah. short races for a while, yeah. so he doesn't really have that kind of fitness. Be up there with the top guys. He focusing on um, five hundred to a thousand kilometer races. Yes,
0: you do. And
2: he does like <laughs> he's he's big into bikepacking and stuff.
0: Uh, do you good. remember his name from? Um, back then when um, like urban cricks like uh, oh, yeah, he used crits, to do Red Hook He was for 5th um, Element, right? 5th Floor 5th Floor, that's the one
2: he was 5th Floor, a then he was at the <laughs> Mafia and he was a few teams, So he used to ride BMX yeah. so he's very well, he's very um, strong technically Yeah Yeah, so he keeps it chain tight around those corners when you
0: don't have any brakes Do you guys train together then? Not and really say like, no. let's just go and ride to Poland or something like maybe, maybe we would, yeah I'm quite quite restricted on
2: holiday days. When I do have time off, I like to actually train. And I don't, he, like, he doesn't run power meters. I still run power meters. I I like to really do nice training if I've got time off work.
1: What sort of races do you love? What's, what's going to get, what are you really going towards? What are you, yeah, what,
2: what's you up? The goals remaining this year are two ultra races, the Capitals. Yep. In three weeks
1: You said about that when we chatted earlier,
2: yeah Um, And Badlands in September, which is very well-known no- well Spain, Spain, right? Locked in one, yeah, mm. in September So, I'm doing Badlands as a pair Going for the win as a pair We with? with Sam Andrews oh. And, and uh, Capital is going for the win as well Nice But you've
1: got your job as well?
2: Yeah, full-time cams
1: Yeah, so exactly, just like the listeners A job And trying to trade? Yeah
2: and Ed is uh, our ambassador for CAMS, which is what we're running this ride here at Chilton yeah. Velo. Because yeah. um, basically we work with clubs and shops, to help cyclists get back on the road after they've been involved in an accident with a car that wasn't their fault. Um, so we kind of just like helping educate club riders um, during this event.
0: I wanted to talk about this um, anyways. Um, maybe let's roll it up with this. I, yeah. I just have one more question to Ed, yeah. and then we go to Right into camps. When you were the professional athlete, I understand like your daily routine was like, you know, training, everything is focused on the goal, like most likely like, um, macro goals, like going like, you know, all the way to the Olympics with like small goals in between. When they stopped, what gets you out of bed?
3: Yeah, it's a good question. I think that's why a lot of ex-athletes suffer. You know, there's been a lot said, a lot in the press about yeah. mental health of retired Olympians and professional athletes. And Yeah, I mean, let to try and describe the journey. It's, oh, you announce your retirement in a big heat of battle in Tokyo, and then all of a sudden, it's like you don't just lose your identity. You kind of lose your use, yeah. what you were useful at. You know, it's a weird little niche thing, riding a, one of them things around a big wooden track. Yeah. at 45 mile an hour. You, know, you become very, very good at it, but it is a niche little thing. Yeah. And when you're 36 year old and you're a retired athlete, it, you kind of feel a bit like um, yeah. unproductive is the best word I can think of right now. You feel unproductive and you wake up in the morning, and it doesn't matter how many emails you do yeah. and it doesn't matter like, you know, what good job you do or you don't do as a CAMS ambassador or when you're working with British Cycling or when you're doing the active travel gig in South Yorkshire with the mayor. It's yeah. like, I've had all these great opportunities that have come around as a result of my cycling career but it, it took a long time to kind of shake that feeling of being unproductive and kind of you're just you're hardwired it's like it's your instinct to be a fighter to be a warrior to get out of bed and whether it's rain or shine you kind of value yourself when you finish your five hour ride and you look in the mirror on how many watts did i make what was my heart rate yeah. what was my uh, functional threshold power last week what was my perceived effort today and that's really what you've been seeing in the mirror for the last 18 years so to kind of yeah to lose that is it yeah it is a journey but I think um, yeah like I said I've had some great opportunities Cam's absolutely been one of them and I feel very privileged to you know, I've been being an ambassador for all sorts of stuff over the years, like cars and cereal bars and things like that. But to be an ambassador for an organization that's got the back of the cyclists
0: and... So that's a fantastic life. transition into this topic yeah, now. Yeah. So let's, yeah. talk yeah. Yeah, let's
3: talk about cams. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about cams. Jesse will be able to explain it better than me, but basically yeah. it's personal injury. So if you are unfortunate enough you be knocked off your bike by a car, then CAMS will sort you out. They'll get you a new bike, new kit, straight away. Um, They're expert legal professionals that deal specifically in road accidents. So they're the right people to go to. Um, Everyone that's been cycling for a significant amount of time will probably know someone, if not themselves, that's been involved in the collision on the road. And uh, you know, already I I know of at least uh, two or three incidences that connected to me directly where cameras have sorted them out a treat. And um yeah, it's a good organisation and the boss certainly believes in it. You know, he's um, a talented man and he's he's worked in vehicle accidents, motorcycle accidents and you know, he really believes in the cycling side of things. So, so it's amazing. just this
1: one thing, Jesse, just just for psych- I say just for cyclists, it's huge, but that's that's it, that one specialism.
3: Yeah, I mean our
2: company have three departments. We do cars, motorbikes. And cycling. Got it. Um, mm-hmm. There's no sign up. It's simply if you need representing after being involved in an accident that wasn't your fault, yeah. Yeah. you get our solicitors on it yeah. um, who work alongside <laughs> Um And yeah, we help recover your losses. So that's bike damage, yeah. personal injury, mm-hmm. lots yeah. of earning, you know, helmet, shoes, yeah. Wahoo, everything. And um, our big um, our big kind of unique selling point really is we do upfront replacement of bike or repair. Mm-hmm. And if we feel as though it's a case that we can win and we have sufficient evidence, we will replace or repair your bike upfront within the first four weeks. Nice. I've had it as quick as eight days for, you know, a six grand bike. Yeah. I've done upfront replacements for like 14 grand Con last week. Um, because people want to get back on the road, yeah. yeah. And injury cases take a long time to settle, mm-hmm. yeah. which is needed yeah. to get the right evaluation of how much your injury is going to affect you into your later life. That's so good. injury ca- injury cases can take you know anywhere yeah. from twelve months yeah. to you know twenty four months maybe. Yeah. Um But the thing is, people want to get back on the road. Yeah. They want to get riding, you yeah. know, even if they're not fully healed. Yeah. So. Unlike anyone else, Cam's will replace your bike up front or repair it so to get, nice. to get you back on the road, you No, know, because it's your passion.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is a really good point, passion. So what I really love in, in companies that care or like people behind companies, you know, in these situations where you support somebody who is about to lose their passion for something because an incident happened. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can come in. You want to sit here. Cheers for that. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you very much.
3: Enjoy. Good for now. Yeah, good man, Dan. Yeah, good one. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so basically, you're following your passion, and something happens unpredictable, and all of a sudden, yeah, you're you you know, in a really difficult position, potentially yeah. losing your passion, and then this is where Kemp steps in.
2: Yeah, we step in and we can help you out. You know, I, I sometimes compare it to like you know the NHS. Yeah. Sometimes you get smashed up and you go to the hospital, and you wonder why. Yeah. Someone, you know, is, you know, can be so caring towards you that they've yeah. not met before. Yeah. You know, CAMS is kind of the equivalent for that for yeah. someone who, you know, we care about right. the client wanting to get back on the road. You know, we're cyclists ourselves. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we care about them getting the right replacement bike, which is why we replace to current market value yeah. at full resale price. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're riding around on a rim brake durace and you get smashed up and you yeah. can't, you know, that that is not available anymore. Yeah. You know, we'll give it the equivalent nice. to you know the new twelve speed durace. So nice. So the idea is someone shouldn't be left in the worse position than yeah. they were, you know, like the worst position
0: yeah. from before the accident. If if somebody it's is listening now and thinks like, hey, I want to get somehow involved, I want to have like Cam's um support. Yeah. Should should I get in touch with you or?
2: Yeah, just um Yeah, send no. a DM to Felicino. Yeah, and then yeah. just and then just let me know, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, if you've been involved in a non fault accident, yeah. you know, and you've got you, you've got the driver details like the reg. Normally, we you know need driver details like reg yeah. and witness.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, to help fight the case. And normally, if you've got you know, things like that, yeah. it helps towards giving an upfront replacement bike because you know, if the witness statement is on your side,
0: then we believe it's a credible case and we'll replace your bike up front. You know, normally a lot easier. So nice. And if somebody wants to have like, um, like, an, it's like an insurance, right? Like, if you if you want to have, there's there's no there's no sign up to cams. Yeah. Yeah. It's just if you need representing, so okay.
2: more or less just go on the cams website. And if you want to inquire, you know, make a call. Yeah. Okay. Or DM Velocino.
0: DM DM, us, send us a message yeah. to um, podcast at and we get you in touch. We sort you out. We we'll help you, get you in touch, and um, we we'll help you. Cool. So I think we have to get get to an end here because. Everybody's barbecuing be- behind yeah. us and, and we are all hungry Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we can't eat <laughs> because we talk. So, um, do, do you want to drop anything, Any um, if people want to follow you, is it Instagram, what's the best place yeah, to follow Instagram you guys?
2: Yeah, Instagram for me is JesseYates underscore. Yeah.
3: And you?
0: I'm uh, too, too, well? too old for this. Not really. I think it's, it's ed.clancy. So it'll be easy You've to find. So it'll be easy to find. He's got on. blue
1: tick. Oh, it wow, yeah.
0: it's exciting. Is, that is it not at, Ed Clancy at O-B-E? Yeah, yeah. Light drop, maybe
3: or OBE. It's the second time I've visited the the cleaner for that one. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. we'll find you. I mean, I would have hopefully, unless there's some impersonator. would think that's it.
3: The only shout I want to do is that uh, thanks to the cafe today. Thanks for the cycling club. There's loads of absolute legends. Had a really fun
0: ride. To be fair, so uh, cheers everyone. Had a great day out. Perfect
1: nils what are you up to after the barbecue today i'm
0: not going anywhere i'm training. eating no no i'm eating oh. so I'm, I'm, done training. Like, I'm getting big now <laughs> perfect thank you so much everyone um please you know share the podcast with everyone and follow these guys it's fantastic journeys and yeah thank you so much for listening and give us a five-star review anywhere i don't know thank you
1: thank you very much guys cheers